Welcome to the Dayspring Audio Library, the teaching ministry of Pastor Daniel Rehoff. Thanks for joining us. We hope this message will have a powerful impact on your life. So sit back and enjoy today's time in the Word. So today we're talking about guard your heart. Guard your heart. I feel like this is just an ever uh, essential topic for all of us. Um, Our heart is something that needs to be managed all the time, all the time, because the enemy never rests. The enemy never rests. Um, so let me just start off with it. I just thank Pastor Dan for the opportunity to speak. Uh, every time he puts it on the calendar, you know, Pastor Jay, speak. I'm like, oh, wow. Thank you. All right. I guess he, st- I guess he still trusts me. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's, a, it's a humbling experience um, to do it. So I'm thankful for that. And I'm, I'm thankful for uh, the fact that this church um, when the word of God is preached, you can take it to the bank, uh, and it's doctrinally correct. It's spot on, uh, and that is missing in probably, I would say, many churches, okay? And so we, we should always count our many blessings um, that we have uh, just good doctrine here, good teaching. Uh, and so that is just a huge blessing that we have. Um, so, all right, guard your heart, guard your heart. So this week in Dayspring Christian School, uh, and every week, of our, most, for the most part of our school year, we have a chapel session, a chapel session. Usually it's on Wednesdays, this week it was Thursday, and it could be live in person, someone could be speaking to the students. Uh, usually it's, you know, it ranges, sometimes it's just the older students, sometimes it's the second through 12, sometimes it's first through 12, we kind of vary it up. And so the chapel session sometimes can also be virtual. And so that's kind of a cool thing, right? We can always look for the positive that comes out of crazy things like that year that was a blur and terrible called COVID. Uh, And so we started doing a lot of virtual uh, chapel sessions because we can bring in pastors, you know, that are in Minnesota or that are, you know, in the Philippines. And so on Thursday, we had a speaker from Chile, Uh, Pastor Luis Ruppert spoke. And so it was kind of cool, like, you know, like... I don't know, I, I, I remember back in the day, who remembers like Skype when it was like brand new and it was like just, a, it was a little primitive, um, but I, like it was like cool, like I could see like a foreign country, I don't have to be there kind of a thing. So Pastor Reppert has his phone, we, 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 zoom, we zoom call him and he picks up his phone and he's like, hey, hi guys, and he's walking through the streets of his town. And he's talking, and, and he's talking about, you know, he turns his camera around, and there's people, like, looking at him weird, because he's speaking English, and everyone speaks Spanish over there, so, or down there, I should say. Uh, and so it was this, he was showing us the culture that he's ministering in, uh, and the people, where he lives, and just about it. So then he sits down in, a, in one of the parks there, the main plaza, and he's sitting there on a park bench with Gabby, and he gives a, a, a challenge to all the students, uh, which is good, and then uh, after the challenge, he opens it up to questions for the kids, right? And the kids are, you know, hey, what are they? You know, some of it's just like the craziest stuff. But one of the questions was, 
are there any parks there, right? Because the first, second graders, they're wondering what Gabby's doing. Where does she play and what, you know, is it different? What's different about it? And so Pastor Reppert described the parks. They don't have parks like we have. They're a little different in the city where he lives. So you know how like you have 94 and there's two, two directions of traffic, right? And then in the middle, there's that grassy area. In the cities, it's not, I don't think it's a ditch, but in the cities they have like a, there's like that green area between the two directions of traffic. And I don't think they're traveling 70 miles or for some of you, 80 miles an hour. Uh, but, but, you know, they're traveling at whatever, 25, 30. Well, in between the two lanes of traffic going the different directions, someone had a brilliant idea. There's a lot of grass there. It's the only grass in the town. Let's put a park there. So that's where all their parks are. They're in between the lanes of traffic. Sounds like a great idea, right? Someone was brilliant. How many of you grandparents' parents would be happy to bring your young child to that park to let them just free and enjoy themselves? Oh my goodness, I'd be a little on edge, right? Don't you think you would be on guard? Don't you think you would be on guard? And so I was hearing the story and I'm preparing for this message. I'm like, man, that is like, that nails it. I think if I took my little kid who doesn't understand, you know, traffic is dangerous and all this stuff, and I don't know what crazy driver's driving down the road, I think I'd be really on guard. And so as a Christian, you know what? We should live life with that kind of, you know, I'm kind of a little bit on edge about my heart and the state of my heart and where I'm at, okay, where I'm at. The Bible tells us, it says in Ephesians 4.27, it says, neither give place to the devil. Neither give place to the devil. You know what? That's talking about not allowing the devil to get a foothold in our life, okay? No place. There's no place for the devil, all right? And if we want to stay healthy as a Christian, we've got to do that, right? We've got a spot. Like, oh, man, I'm starting to create a little ledge here that he can get his, his foot on. This is not good. It's not going to end well. Man, I've got to be observant. I've got to be watching out. I've got to be just on edge with that stuff. And I'm not saying you need to like sleep with one eye open all the time. I'm not saying that. But spiritually, we have got to be tuned into the state of our heart. And we have got to be guarding it. Okay? Uh, Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Keep your heart. Keep your heart. You know what, if you tell me someone that has fell away from their spiritual walk, someone who has stumbled in their spiritual walk, I would dare say that there is a direct relationship with that falling away to their state of their heart. They they didn't guard their heart. They were not careful about what was being impacting it. They were not watching what's going on. They lost, they were not keeping it with all diligence. All right, we've got to guard it. We've got to guard it. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Okay, and it's not talking about our heart is in the organ in our chest that pumps our blood, right? It's not that. It's talking about our innermost being. It's our innermost being. That's our heart. 
okay? It's where our passions come from, the center of our feelings and emotions, okay? It's where we're all about comes from. That's our heart, okay? That is our heart. And the Bible says keep it with all diligence. This means to guard it, take care of it. I think of gardening. Coming up soon. Tim, when do we start planting the pre-seed tomato plants? April 1st. Oh, man, we're so close. Who could believe that it's almost the end? I feel like it's, in my mind, it's almost the end of February. I'm like ready to be done with February. Enter March. Spring is coming. And then you plant the tomato plants. But you know what? We think of gardeners, right? Gardeners have to, man, we look forward to that season of getting those tomatoes, fresh tomatoes and fresh produce, and it's all coming in. And we look at that with like anticipation, right? Those of you that garden love it, right? It's great to be outside and it's beautiful and the sun's shining and then it comes, and then it's labor and toil and sweat on your brow, and, and you're pulling weeds, and you're keeping pests out of the garden, and you're, you're managing, you're taking care of it. Well, keeping a garden takes work, okay? And in the same sense, keeping your heart, guarding your heart takes work. It takes time. It takes effort, okay? It takes work. Uh, it's so important that as a Christian, we keep our heart healthy and where it needs, where God wants it to be, okay? Where God wants it to be. If we don't, it's going to hurt us. And you know what? It, the sad truth is it doesn't hurt just us, all right? If our heart isn't what it's supposed to be as a parent, what is it, what is it hurting? It's hurting your kid, okay? It's hurting your kid. As a spouse, it's hurting your, your, your spouse, it's hurting your household. It's hurt, you know, at a job, it's hurting that. At a church, it's hurting your, the congregation, okay? It affects other people, okay? It affects other people. The state of our heart matters. It matters now, and it, it will have eternal consequences, okay? It's not just, well, I'll just do whatever I want. It doesn't matter. So many people have that attitude of it just doesn't matter, and I could just kind of like, well, it's kind of like the, I'll do whatever I want, right? You should do, I like to say this to the teens, and sometimes I say it as a joke to older people, the line of do whatever your heart desires. You should follow your heart. Just follow your heart. It's the one thing that you guys can trust. Is that true? That's not true. But yet the world has, they'll write, there's a song that has that lyric. Follow, lead with your heart. It's the one thing you can trust. Ah, this is what is filling our brains. Okay, that's what the world wants to put in there. That's dangerous. We need to guard our heart, okay? Our heart's deceitful, desperately wicked is what the Bible says. Oh, man, the state of our heart matters, okay? Our spiritual walk and thus our life will be affected by the state of our heart. The state of our heart will dictate the decisions and the choices that we make, okay? And it's easy, it is easy. I would think if you sat, you know, you live in Chile, I'm sure this is gonna happen if he lives in that city long enough, Pastor Reppert, We'll be like, you know what? It's normal. Everyone goes to the parks. Everyone with kids goes to those parks. It's no big deal. And you sit on the bench, you watch the kids play, and you kind of would, I think eventually, as a parent, you know, first time, you're on edge. Second time, you're a little bit on edge. Third time, you're on edge. Fourth time, fifth time. By the hundredth time, you think you'd get complacent? Probably. Probably. Well, that's the same thing with our heart, guys. You know, I've, whew, I'm on edge. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm watching out for the attacks. Okay, I am going to stay strong spiritually. And then months pass, 
And you know what? We can all become complacent, okay? We're all humans. We're all prone to that. And so I think of this stat. There was a stat that I heard, I don't know, it was a few years ago on fighter pilots, okay? All the, we got all those active fighter pilots that are getting some really good experience these days uh, shooting down things. Whether it's a kid's balloon or whatever it is, they're, they're having fun up there. Um, and so uh, as they're, they're learning to fly, okay, pilots, if you, you should see this graph, it's pretty nuts. At the start, you take a brand new pilot and you, t you send them out on their own. The death rate is like through the roof, okay? The mishap rate, okay? Where they would have to eject, okay? So like, plane's gonna crash, okay? And as they get so many hours, the, the graph drops down, okay? And it, and it levels out at a, at a safe thing, which is why whenever you have a pilot, they start with a trainer, right? And they have to have so many hours with another pilot training them. They have to have, you know, you think of uh, even fighter pilots, I'm sure even commercial airlines, they have so many hours in simulators, right? You can't really crash a sim, well, I, don't, I hope you can't crash a simulator, maybe on the screen, but not really. Um, and so there's a reason that they have all those hours, but here's, um, that's also FYI, that's the reason why the commercial airlines, you have to have a thousand or something hours before you can fly a commercial airline. It's because they wanna get you past that, that bad mishap rate. We don't want that issue, right? Uh, and none of us want to be on a plane that has an issue. Um, but once you get past that curve, it levels off. And so for these fighter pilots, it levels off, they're on the low, right? Super low rate of crash, right, or mishap. But what happens after a while is this. It starts to, after so many years, it starts to creep up again. Why? Because they get complacent and it's the same thing over and over and they kind of let down their guard, okay? They let down their guard. Um, just interesting. Complacency, all right? We have to watch out. We have to watch out. Um, we need to be thinking through who is affecting us, okay? As Christians, who is affecting you? Who's affecting you? Um, I think a great example of, of a heart that is affected by others is this, the life of Solomon, all right? And we kind of can jump to where we're at. Um, Solomon was this wise man, right? The wisest man who ever lived. He was writing Proverbs. The guy's brilliant. He's wealthy. He's rich. And he's also got problems. First Kings, chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. But Solomon loved many strange women, together with the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites and the Ammonites and the Edomites and the Zidonians and the Hittites, of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, ye shall not go in to them, neither shall they come in unto you. For surely, pay attention to this, they will turn away your heart after their gods. People affect us. Okay? Sometimes we can have this attitude of, oh, no, I'm, I'm not going to be affected. I'll be fine. I'm strong. I'm invincible, as a matter of fact. Hmm. Solomon was the wisest man, and he was duped. Uh, that tells me that we can all be duped, okay? Turn away your hearts to other gods. Solomon clave unto these in love. Verse 3, and he, set, er, and he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. 
Verse 4, for it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, as was the heart of David his father. What made David turn away from God? It was the effect of others on him. Who are we being exposed to in our life? Who is impacting us? Okay? Solomon had full control, right? He's the king. He's the guy. He's got all the money in the world. He can control who gets through the gate and gets to him. All right? He can control it. But guess what? He let his guard down, and it messed him up. What can happen to us, too? All right? We've got a guard. No one is invincible. Okay? We're all humans. We are all going just as likely to fall as the next person. Okay? But for the grace of God, keep your guard up. Watch your heart. Watch your heart. All right? Um, Solomon was not guarding his heart, okay? He exposed himself to a bunch of trash, okay? And the, the choices he made on that road that he chose led one thing to the next to the next, which ended with him being a total mess, okay? Total mess uh, and just a, a, a total disaster. So here's another, I'll, I'll throw this out while I'm talking about things of people affecting us. Sometimes we think like people affecting us is like, well, Tony and Jeremiah are right here. They'll affect me. They're close to me. You know what? This affects us too, guys. It does. It does. There's a reason they call those people on social media influencers. They influence us. Okay, what, do you, what were these wives doing on Solomon? They were influencing him. Okay, we have better keep our guard up, all right? TV, whatever it is. You know, I didn't really watch the Super Bowl, but man, I'm telling you, what are they trying to do? They're trying to influence us that this is what entertainment is. This is what you need to be. This is the car you need to drive. This is, right? They're, everything is being thrown at us, and it's all trying to influence the way our thought pattern is going, all right? It's trying to influence our heart. Okay, man, you know what? I'm you know what? I do need that car. I do. I deserve it. They said it in the commercial. Ah! Drive you nuts. Drive you nuts, okay? Guard your heart, okay? It's not just the person right there. It's stuff that's influencing you. It's a, it's a person on a screen, okay? It's, a, it's a, something that has, it's not even close to you, but man, it's, it's getting up real close to you on your phone or your iPad or your computer or whatever it is. TV. Okay, it's all around us. Okay, the world is shoving stuff in our face all the time. Keep up your guard. Keep up your guard. It'll mess you up. It'll mess you up. Um, all right, let's go to this one. Romans fourteen seven. For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. Okay, we are not an island. No man is an island. Right? Isn't that the classic saying? No man is an island. We are all influenced by others, and therefore we influence others too. So you better make sure, okay? As Christians, right, shouldn't we be all working together to help each other what? Grow? We should. So you know what? In what you're saying, in what you're doing, are you thinking about, man, you know what? I could, I could say that, but you know what? I probably shouldn't. It's not going to help them, okay? 
I'm not going to pass this along. I'm going I'm to help them in their growth and help them guard their heart, okay? We should be looking out and helping other people. Um, the state of our heart will affect others, okay? When our heart is kept and guarded and we keep it diligently, it's affecting others. And when we don't, it's still affecting others, okay? You can't turn off a switch and say, well, I'll just do whatever I want and I'll just stay in my lane and it won't affect anyone else. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It will. It will, it will reach out and it will affect other people, okay? Guard your heart it's for, this, for the sake of yourself, but also for those around you, okay? For those around you. Um, all right, keep going, keep going. Um, I didn't put this in the verses or on the screen, but Matthew 6.21, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You know what? Our heart is influenced by what we pursue. Our heart is influenced by what we pursue, what we're chasing after, okay? Um, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. If you think about a treasure hunt, a tr you know, you're, what are you doing? You're pursuing after that treasure. You are, you know, I, I think of like the classic, you know, being the guy that I am and being the kid that I was. I think of pirates chasing treasure, right? And it's, what was it? It was this endless pursuit. We'll go on a ship, we'll sail into the unknown because the treasure map says to. And man, we just want that treasure and we're going to go to that X right there and there's the little dotted line, right? And man, I got to get there, I got to get there. Well, what is that? Man, it's turning those people into, like, I, I don't know, I think of like the classic plot, right? It turns everyone into just complete when their pursuit is just selfish and it's all about them and the gold and the treasure, what happens? It ends badly. It ends badly. Everyone for themselves. Well, that's a hard issue, okay? That's a hard issue. What we pursue, what we worship affects our heart, okay? What we pursue, what we worship affects others, okay? Make worshiping the Lord your main pursuit, okay? I want to worship the Lord. I want to bring him glory. That's my pursuit. You know what your heart will do? It's going to follow. It's going to follow. You know, can you imagine if we all had the heart of, you know what, I'm going to pursue the Lord. I'm going to guard my heart, but I'm just going to pursue the Lord with everything I've got. Every breath, every, every moment, I'm going to pursue God. If we all did that, do you think it would change our relationships? Do you think it would change our community? If the world, you think of the mess of the world outside those doors, if the world developed a heart where they were just pursuing to glorify God, that's all I want to do, do you think it would change our world? Do you think it would can you imagine what it would do? You know, you think of the, the darkness that is in our cities and the crime and the garbage that is going on. If everyone's pursuit was God, can you imagine what it would do to our world? It would change it. Well, let's affect who we can affect with our heart, okay? Let's start here. Let's start here. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make every pursuit worshiping God. 
I am going to pursue, pursue, pursue. I, was, uh, I heard this from a pastor friend. He said that as human beings, we are created to do something. Do you know what that is? We're created to worship. Did you know that? Human beings will worship something. We will. It'll either be the true God or it'll be something. And we will worship it. Um, I, I think of India, where the mission strip is. No doubt they will drive past temples and they will have walls of things of wood and stone that they have chiseled and carved and they are going to Many people, deceived, will worship those things because we're designed to worship. And if we don't worship God, we're going to find something else, okay? And we will pursue it, and that's what we're all about. It's, it's scary. It's scary if it's not the right thing, okay? God designed us to worship him. And you know what? As fallen human beings, we can... Take God out of there and just worship something, whether that's fame, whether that's whatever it is. Um, it's, it's a scary thing, okay? Um, be careful about what your heart is worshiping, okay? Be careful what it's pursuing. What is, what is it going after, okay? I think of Pharaoh. I, I read this, I don't know, I, I've read the account of Pharaoh many times um, where he is told to let the children of Israel go. But I, I heard this, I, don't know, was like, I read this a, a couple weeks ago, and one of the, the, the verses just stuck out to me, and I wanted to share it, just because I thought it dealt with our heart. Um, and so Moses has come back, and he's telling Pharaoh, let my people go. And Pharaoh does what? He hardens his heart, okay? And he says, no. And so God says, great, now you get a plague. And so they get all these plagues, right? And it's one by one by one. And then as soon as the plague comes, Pharaoh says, okay, fine, you can go. And God releases the plague. And then Pharaoh changes his mind. And then another plague comes, right? And it's the same thing. It's just it's this, this thing. But this is, this is interesting. Pay attention to the wording. Exodus 9, 34 and 35. Um, interesting. Just pay attention to the, to the, to the um, wording on this. And when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunders were ceased, he what? Sinned. He sinned yet more and hardened his heart. Hmm. He and his servants, and the heart of Pharaoh was hardened. Neither would he let the children of Israel go as the Lord had spoken by Moses. He sinned yet more and hardened his heart. How many times do we do that? God's working on us. He's, 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 he's convicting us of something. And we go, mm-mm, mm-mm, not in line with what I'm pursuing, not in line with what I want. You better guard against that thought process. You better guard it. You better guard it. That is not good, not good. You think about Pharaoh. What was he all about? What was he pursuing? He was pursuing a legacy, right? Can you imagine you're the, I don't know what pharaoh number he was, but I'm the 500th, no, probably the 20th pharaoh. And, you know, by Job, I'm not going to be the last one, right? I'm going to pass this on to the next one, right? He was, he was worshiping his legacy, right? It was all about his legacy. Um, what was his heart all about? It was about himself, right? Who was the center of it all? It was his pride. 
I'm not letting them go. Think about how bad that'll look on my resume. Think about how bad that'll look on the, in the books of history to let these people go. I've got a great task force that is building all this stuff for me. Why would I let them go? What was it all about? It was about himself. You know what? We can fall for the same trap. We can fall for the same trap. It's all about me. And you know what? That doesn't line up with what I'm pursuing. So you know what? No. We can all do it. But then I think of Job. Job 13, 15. Though he slay me, yet I will trust in him. Hmm. Is that a different heart? Is that a different heart? God will do whatever you have. I will just pursue you. I will just keep on pursuing you. Though you slay me, though you, though you rake me over the bed of coals, you know what? I'm just going to keep pursuing you. And it's going to be, I know you're going to handle it. I know you're going to take care of it, okay? That's the heart we should have. All right, look at this last passage, and then we'll be wrapping up here. Uh, Psalm 57, Psalm 57. My heart is fixed. Oh, God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Hmm. <laughs> what happens when we pursue God? It's an overflowing of worship okay it's an overflowing of worship my heart is fixed oh god my heart is fixed who is he who is he fixed to who is he who is he locked into he's locked into the lord okay and when i fix onto the lord it leads to what worship therefore i will sing praise uh sing and give praise to the lord okay when your heart is fixed heart is fixed man what does that do what does that do? Our heart needs to be fixed to God. Guard your heart. If it's something outside of what God has, get it out of there. Get it out of there. I don't care what peer pressure is telling you. I don't care what society is telling you. I don't care what, you know, uh, what is it going to look like to everyone else? Get it out. Get it out. It's not going to help. It's not going to help. Um, all right, my heart is fixed. Let's read the rest of that. Oh God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Awake up, my glory. Awake, psaltery and harp. I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. You know what? It's a testimony. It's a testimony when we pursue God. It's a testimony to others. I will sing unto thee among the nations, for thy mercy is great unto the heavens, and thy truth unto the clouds. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. Man, what a testimony it is when our heart is where it's supposed to be. And that is fixed on the Lord, fixed on the Lord, all right, fixed on the Lord. We, how, do, how do we do it? We, we pursue God. We pursue God. We pursue God. That's what we do. That's what we do. God wants our heart. He wants, is constantly trying to draw us to him, right? So pursue him. Make a close relationship with him. Your treasure, okay? Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Man, I want that close relationship. I want that. You know what? That's where your heart will be if you keep pursuing where it'll be. Do it. Do it. We need to be honest and upright and open before the Lord. He knows our heart anyway. I thought something that Jeremiah said in the men's Sunday school class was uh, character is measured by what God knows of you. Are you a person of character? It's what God knows of you. Hmm. All right? Are we, is our heart, God knows our heart, okay? He knows everything in it, okay? Are, is it pleasing to him? Is it pleasing is it pleasing? Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Psalm 19, 14. The meditation of my heart, may it be acceptable to you. 
you know what? When God is our pursuit, okay, when God is our pursuit and we're guarding our heart against all those outside things and keeping God where he needs to be in our life, that's pleasing to God, all right? That gives him glory. That gives him honor and praise, okay? Um, let God be the filter of what is acceptable, all right? So many times we, oh, I'll filter that, you know, it, it, that rule applies to everyone but me because I'm just a spiritual giant and I am the exception to every rule. Whoosh. Okay? Let God be the filter of what is acceptable. All right? That's a great way to guard your heart. Psalm 139, 23 and 24. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me. Know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Check my heart, God. You know what? That's a good prayer to have. I think, I think daily. <laughs> daily, all right? Lord, know my heart. Is it right? Is it right? Try me. Is there anything that I need to filter out of there that's just not helping me? It's hurting me spiritually? Help me, Lord. Help me to guard my heart. Man, that's a prayer that we all should have. All right? We've got to be on guard, okay? Because the devil is out there and he wants all of us gone. He wants us worshiping something out there. He does not want us in here worshiping God. He does not want that. All right? Um, the state of our heart matters. What are you doing to keep and guard your heart? What are you doing? You know what? We need to guard our heart for the sake of the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is the good news. The good news. What's the good news? It's that Jesus Christ came from heaven, came to earth, and he died on a cross for you and for me. That's the good news. This verse, John 3, 16, says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus came to earth. Not I, I remember doing the fair survey one time, and one of the kids was like, so like, didn't he just come to be like an example? No, he came to earth to, yeah, he was an example for us, but the ultimate purpose was what? He came to die for us on the cross. We're all sinners. Let this phone represent our sin. We are all sinners, okay? This is us. We are all sinners. We all make mistakes. We all mess up. We all fail, all right? It's just the fact of the matter. God loves us. He loves us, right? That's why he sent his only son. He loves us, but he hates our sin. The sin has to be dealt with. It has to be dealt with. We cannot enter perfect heaven unless our sin is dealt with. And that's why Jesus came, all right? Let this hand represent Jesus. He came, he died on the cross, he paid for our sins so that we could go to heaven, okay? That's why he died, to take away our sin. And if we're as perfect as Christ through the blood of the lamb, well, guess what? We can go to heaven. We can go to heaven. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. Aren't you glad it's a gift? We don't have to work for it. Can you imagine? You better, if you mess up one time, you're done, right? No, it's not like that. It's a what? It's a gift. It's not of ourselves. What's the next verse? It says, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's not what we do. It's what he did. He did it. He did it all on the cross. What a blessing. What a, what a great thing that is. Christ did the hard part, okay? He did the work. We don't have to. All we do is put our trust in him. Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for me. I'm going to heaven not because I'm good, not because I 
go to church, not because I got baptized, not because I gave in the offering, not because of any of those things. I'm going to heaven because you, you paid it all, and I don't have to. That's the gospel, okay? That's the gospel, the good news. Jesus Christ came to earth, he died. Three days later, he rose again. What an awesome thing. The death, burial, and resurrection. I hope that if you have never heard that, that you put your trust in Jesus as your Savior today. Do it today. You don't know how long you have. I was, I was traveling with my wife, and we're on our way back, and I don't know if it was on Facebook or what it was, but there was an accident, head-on collision on 16 between C and 83 yesterday. They shut down 16. Head-on collision. Someone driving 40 miles an hour with their hazards the wrong way on 16. You don't know how long you have. You don't. We don't. It's reality, okay? Settle it. You know what? I have great peace knowing that no matter what happens, I'm going to heaven when I die. Because, not because I'm good, not because I'm an assistant pastor, not because I spoke today, but because Jesus loves me and he died for me. And he did the same for you. What an awesome thing. What great peace we can have. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for your love for us. Lord, you want to work in our hearts. Lord, would you help us to keep our heart with all diligence. Lord, help us to guard our hearts. Lord, the devil would love nothing less than to pull us all out of here, get us going after crazy stuff. Lord, that's what the devil wants. Help us to be wise. Help us not to become complacent. Help us not to be deceived, but to see through it. Lord, to see that we need to guard our heart. We need to watch what, what, what is affecting it. Lord, what are we pursuing? Lord, may you be our pursuit. May we pursue you. Uh, Lord, we know that what a testimony that would be if we all just made you the main thing. You are our pursuit. You're the one we want to bring honor and glory to. Lord, I pray that you'd just uh, work in anyone's life who has not accepted you as Savior. Lord, they would do it today. You paid the price. You died on the cross for them. You paid for their sin. You paid for all of our sin. And if we believe in you, we have everlasting life. It's forever. It's not temporary probation. It's everlasting. It's forever. What awesome hope and peace that gives. Lord, I pray that you would help that person to accept you today, that today would be the day of their salvation. Lord, we pray for our pastor, that you just uh, bless him and Amy, be with them as they uh, give them safe travels as they return to us. Lord, we thank you for the ministry in Chile, Ohio, Lord, that that would just be a, a blessing uh, to that community, Lord, that you just continue to bless through there, Lord, be with their building project, their pursuit of that, and Lord, would you just give them wisdom in how they do that? Lord, just make a way. Lord, we, we know that you can do amazing things. And Lord, we look forward to what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. We are very interested in you and your spiritual growth. If you want to contact Dayspring for prayer or more information, you can reach us at 262-404-5092. Or on the web at dayspringbaptist.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>